the Electile Dysfunction Podcast with Ashton Cohen. So after 20 years of fighting, after 2,000 dead American soldiers, 20,000 American casualties, 2 trillion U.S. dollars injected into the Afghanistan war, the Taliban were able to take over the whole country in about a week. People are still trying to understand how it went so wrong. How is it possible for a gang of medieval mountain barbarians to pull that off? Well, before we answer that, we first have to acknowledge the fact that U.S. troops, as they always do, executed the mission that was assigned to them, namely to annihilate the Al-Qaeda presence in the region. However, Washington career bureaucrats and our political leaders, as they almost always do, failed us. The reason for our presence in Afghanistan became unclear. The mission changed from fighting Al-Qaeda to nation-building. We were told that we could turn Afghanistan into Switzerland if we could just be patient and give it a few more years. That, of course, didn't end up happening. And after 20 years, the majority of Democrats and Republicans were tired and wanted us to get out, myself included. So there was bipartisan support for withdrawal. In fact, President Trump indicated on several occasions his desire to withdraw American ground forces from Afghanistan. Thereafter, President Biden, who as a senator voted in support of entering into a war in Afghanistan and reauthorized funding for the war in Afghanistan a multitude of times, echoed President Trump's position. But despite Trump's repeated assertions expressing his intent to withdraw troops from Afghanistan, he didn't end up doing it. Not yet, at least. Trump made progress along those lines. He and his administration officials took their time with the decision. The Trump administration pursued a gradual, deliberative approach to winding down the presence of U.S. troops in Afghanistan based on certain conditions being met by the Taliban. And that's a really important point because Trump tackled nearly every single one of his major foreign policy objectives in his four years as president. Remember, for instance, that Trump moved the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem within his first year of the presidency. He got North Korea to suspend its nuclear missile testing and became the first president to step foot in the country. He extinguished ISIS. He got us to withdraw from the JCPOA and retarded the Iranian nuclear program. He imposed sanctions on Iran, as well as Russia, sold defense weapons to Ukraine, which even Obama was unwilling to do. He renegotiated trade deals with allies around the world, including the replacing of NAFTA with the US MCA. He compelled NATO allies to finally meet their funding obligations. He withdrew from the Trans-Pacific Partnership, as well as the Paris Climate Agreement. And... Yeah, I'm not trying to make this into a Trump campaign ad, but the point is relative to basically everything else the Trump administration did in foreign policy, it moved slow on facilitating the withdrawal of troops from Afghanistan. And it turns out, yeah, it was smart. It was smart to be cautious when executing that objective. Trump, of course, lost the re-election and the decision of what to do with Afghanistan was left to a demented, chronically confused, feeble-minded president 
who, <laughs> even Obama's own Secretary of Defense, Robert Gates, stated, quote, Biden has been wrong on nearly every major foreign policy and national security issue over the past four decades, end quote. In fact, Biden proved to be such an imbecile that he was even against Obama's decision to invade Bin Laden's compound in Abbottabad, Pakistan. Luckily for the world, Obama didn't listen to Biden. I'm sure that was a usual theme. And it went down as Obama's most consequential, memorable foreign policy achievement. However, despite Biden's five-decade-long track record of making the dumbest decision possible, the man has always been very sure of himself. At least for those few moments of the day or week where he's actually lucid and capable of independent thoughts. Come on, man. What are we talking <laughs> so about? So Biden or possibly his handlers. It's not exactly clear who is uh, making decisions for our country anymore. Decided that we have to leave Afghanistan immediately. Regardless of what conditions were present on the ground. Here was Grandpa Simpson last month answering questions regarding Afghanistan. Is the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. Because you have the Afghan troops have 300,000 well-equipped, as well-equipped as any army in the world, and an air force, against something like 75,000 Taliban. It is not inevitable. Mr. President, thank you very much. Your own intelligence community has assessed that the Afghan government will likely collapse. That is not true. Is it, can you please clarify what they have told you about whether that will happen or not? That is not true. They, so, did, not, they didn't, did not reach that conclusion. So what is the level of confidence that they have that it will not collapse? The Afghan government and leadership has to come together. They clearly have the capacity to sustain the government in place. And do you see any parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam with some people feeling... None whatsoever. Zero. What you had is you had entire brigades breaking through the gates of our embassy. Six, if I'm not mistaken. The Taliban is not the, South, the North Vietnamese army. They're not, they're not remotely comparable in terms of capability. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. Of course, as usual, Biden was wrong on every statement he made there. Not only did the Taliban take over, they did so in less than a week. And we ended up with exactly the Vietnam situation he predicted would not occur as helicopters rushed to rescue Americans from the U.S. Embassy. Everyone from Republican to Democrat senators in the Foreign Intelligence Committee and his own generals warned President Biden for months that a hasty, full-scale withdrawal would cause absolute chaos and lead to the Taliban's swift return for power. They told him, at the very least, don't do a full-scale withdrawal during the summer fighting season. Leave a small force behind. Or if you must, facilitate any withdrawal in a gradual, orderly manner so everything doesn't go to shit in one weekend. They insisted he should have, you know, an action plan beforehand to evacuate our own people 
to transfer tens of thousands of the good, decent Afghanis who helped our soldiers and are the top targets for execution by the Taliban now. But all this advice was disregarded by Dementia Man and his laughing hyena of Vice President Kamala Harris. Okay, I'll get So, not only has the Taliban taken over complete control of the country, basically one week, there's complete panic consuming the whole nation. There are Americans still on the ground there. The U.S. Embassy has told them to shelter in place. Refugees are fleeing to the airport, escaping the coming executions and destructions that will befall their homeland. Our Afghani allies and their families, who we swore to protect, are now holed up somewhere, wondering if their wives and daughters are going to be slaughtered tomorrow. And, unfortunately, this latest screw-up shouldn't be a surprise. This has been the worst start to administration probably in U.S. history. Whether we're looking at the irresponsible spending policies, robbing ordinary Americans of their wealth by causing the highest levels of inflation in my lifetime, or the nonsensical energy policies, where the White House punishes U.S. domestic energy producers, while at the same time encouraging OPEC to produce more oil, while at the same time withdrawing sanctions against Russia to complete their gas pipeline to Germany. Or the immigration policies, withdrawing the Remain in Mexico policies that Trump established, leading to a record number of illegal immigrants entering the United States, causing human suffering and devastation across our border and cities, not to mention the drugs and gang members who are surely coming in, or cartel members, or the incoherent messaging on COVID, or the racially divisive rhetoric and policies being pushed by a man who eulogized a Grand Duke of the KKK. It's clear that this administration is doing to this country what crack cocaine did to Hunter Biden's teeth. And it's not pretty. Internally, our social fabric is rotting away by the implementation of disastrous policies combined with woke propaganda telling Americans that they should be ashamed of their nation, their ancestors, their history, their culture. While externally, we project weakness around the world as we fail to pursue even a discernible, logical strategy or foreign policy to the dismay of our allies and excitement of adversaries like Iran, Russia, or China. And remember, we're only seven months in. That's it. Seven months. This really the best we can do? (laughs) Are these inept, brain-dead charlatans the best our country of about 350 million people can deliver? Ask yourself that. Ask yourself those questions the next time anyone like this asks you for more power to control your life. It turns out, elections do, at least sometimes, have consequences. If you enjoyed our show, please click subscribe to stay up to date with our YouTube channel and podcast. And give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts so we can keep delivering guys some great content. Thanks again, and we will be back next week. And probably sex robots. We stand for a free and open debate and exchange of ideas. And if you disagree with anything we talk about, you are a racist and no better than Hitler. What? Let's get started.